Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast. I am live from the DSP Media Podcast Studios in North Dallas here on FanStream Sports. And I'm joined remotely today because he's lounging at home, taking it easy after a long weekend of golf. And God only knows what he was doing. Lounging. PGA of America member, Mr. John Gerber. Hello, Johnny. I had to cut you off because you said I'm lounging. And you know I never lounge. Looks like you're pretty comfortable right now to me. Well, you know, it, it took a lot of setup here. Yeah, we we are uh, we set up a nice little place up here in North Dallas and Frisco, a little far from the studio. So, uh, you know, it's going to help us a little bit as we kind of move forward. Uh, talk a little bit about what we're going to do further on with the show. Today is a special edition on Monday. Uh, we're going to still do our great show on Wednesday to to preview the tournament, but uh, from popular demand, we're going to start doing t- tonight to tonight on a Monday, our Wednesday yep. show. And we're going to move our Friday show to uh, to a Saturday morning little kind of recap uh, about what happened through the uh, you know with the cut and what's going to go on Saturday through the weekend. So we're excited about the new changes to From the Rub podcast here. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a little bit more convenient to do it from the home here and uh, home here in Frisco. So uh, it's going to be some good exciting stuff through the week. We got a big show as Johnny mentioned. This is a special Monday. We're going to be doing our tournament recaps on Mondays now for you from now on to give us a little more time to talk about things and then on Wednesdays on the regular time at five o'clock central on FanStream sports we will be doing our tournament previews with Johnny's special betting picks his uh, top tens his winners his ham sandwich is what we like to call the long shot winner and of course uh, the top 20s as well we'll get into Johnny's picks for the players championship but it was a big weekend Johnny in uh was it Ponta Vedra Beach or whatever it is out there at TPC we'll Sawgrass? We'll just call it Jacksonville. That's I a always bit thought it was. To say. I always thought it was Ponte Verde Beach. Well, you you never been really good at that Spanish stuff, you know. So you know, just call it Jacksonville. <laughs> there, there you have it. There uh, you have but yeah, I heard somebody pronounce it on TV. Apparently, I've been dyslexic and read it wrong literally my entire life because I always thought it was Ponta Vedra. Ponta Vedra. Apparently, you do it's a little little. Little accent there, it's perfect. Yeah. Ponte Vedra, but uh, big big weekend. It's again, we talked about this last Wednesday. It's one of my favorite tournaments. That's not a, actually it's my favorite tournament. That's not a major. Uh, of course, my favorite tournament every year taking place around my birthday, which is coming up here in April, and it's the Masters. Do you um, still count birthdays when you're over sixty? I wouldn't know. I mean, I'm not I, there I, yet. I'm just asking you. I mean, you, you I got, should know. I got uh, what twenty four years to go before I hit sixty. So yeah, I'm not that yeah, close. You, you must be closer than me if you're thinking about stuff like that. We've already talked about this. We everybody knows the age difference now. 
Yeah, you're 20 years older than me. Yeah. I mean, at least you look uh, it. Yeah, for sure. That's why I got to wear this hat because I don't want to look too young for everybody. <laughs> uh, big weekend. By the way, you can find us on social media. I keep me. I keep forgetting to tout all of this for you at the beginning of the show. Uh, the show is at From the Rough PGA. The, the network is at DSP Media Online. Johnny is at Jay Gerber PGA Pro. I am at IndyCar Tim. The website is at DS or at DSPMediaOnline.com. Um, find us. Follow us. We'll follow you back. We'd love to correspond with you in between shows on all the social media platforms. You can also find our page on Facebook and all that good stuff. So uh, without further ado, let's talk a little players championship. Big, big weekend for Dallas resident, Dallas native, Scotty Scheffler, Johnny. And I'm, I got to be honest with you before we get into too much Scotty Scheffler stuff. I was going to save this for kind of the end, but you know, I'm almost getting tired of Scotty Scheffler. Is that bad? Well, you know, you look at a guy like that, right? I mean, if you if you rewind, you know, 12 months or 14 months last year, this time last year, he was kind of in the similar situation, right? Yeah. Uh, first tournament win, uh, you know, things of that nature. And it just seems like he snowballs. The thing I really like about Scotty Scheffler is, you know, his, his golf swing isn't picture perfect, right? Mm-hmm. His, he, he has his misses. He hits the ball kind of he, – he's one of those players. He kind of hits the ball, sees the ball, go gets it and figures out a way to score. But the great part about him, and this is what I really like to, you know, convey to a lot of juniors is he owns his golf swing, right? He knows, what, he knows what's to do when it goes awry a little bit. He knows how to fix it. And that's kind of accolades to Randy Smith here. I know Randy will well, real well, PJ member. I've, I've worked with Randy a lot through the years on my own game, own golf swing, and he's he's real simple. And, and you know, he, he makes golf for these kids uh, real easy and in terms of, you know, learning your own golf swing. Not everybody can swing like Tiger Woods or, or, or the prototypical, what people think of the prototypical golf swing is, and that's why I love Randy. But really the, the key with Scotty Scheffler, this was a little bit different. There is a stat out there that's never happened on the PGA Tour. He was 17 shots above the field tee to green. Mm. 17 shots. That's unheard of. Like That's never happened. The most ever on the history of the PGA Tour since they did this stat through the tournament is seven. That's insane. Seven shots tee to green. Positive for the field. He was 17, which is unheard of. And – you know, when, when you look at that thing, I mean, the guy chipped in five times mm-hmm. in four days, which is great. They weren't luck chip-ins, right? They weren't like, oh, man, this guy's getting crazy chipping in and, you know, luck. luck. This guy, this is what this guy does. He works on his short game. He, he, he'd rather chip the ball sometimes and putt it, and he makes a lot of those chips. And, you know, like I said, you, you get a run, this guy. The guy hits the ball far. The guy putts pretty well. And that's, that's his worst stat on the PGA's tour is his putting, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So he's so good from everywhere else, uh, tee to green, around the greens, and putting in his worst stat uh, just goes to show the guys. Even when he plays bad and he doesn't, he just plays average. I mean, when's the last time you seen him miss a cut? I, I mean, can't really. remember. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> so you're looking at he, the the guy's not going anywhere. And like I said, I love the way that he just goes plays golf. You know, he 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 plays golf. He doesn't play golf swing, and that's what what these a lot of these young kids coming up these days they do. They play golf swing and just don't play golf. Yeah, and when I say I'm getting tired of him, I mean clearly he's a talent and he's fun to watch. Well, you know what? No, he's he's not. This is the problem. He's not fun to watch. Uh, you had your issues with Colin Morikawa when he was on your list, and you just said it's because he's kind of boring, right? 
Well, well, there's other reasons. I mean, I, I know we all know the other reasons, but for regarding his game, and I tell you what, I don't know if there is a more boring golfer on the tour. You may disagree to me than Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he's he just doesn't give you much. Extremely right? boring. His yeah, post he doesn't give you much. Right? Post tournament interview was boring. Yeah. And for uh, what twenty? How old is he? Twenty six? Twenty four? No, twenty four. He's twenty four years old. He looks like he is fifty. Like physically, but he you, looks like a fifty-year-old man. But you know what, though, that's him in real life. Like he's not faking it in terms of like this is just how he is. He he lives a real simple life. I mean, he lives downtown Dallas, down down in Midtown, with his wife, and they have a dog, and they live, they walk everywhere. Like they they have like one car that they've had for the guys had for 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 15 years yeah right so well, he's not is, flashy the, by any means no no this is this this is who this guy is and there's nothing fake about it he's just a normal guy he just plays golf and you know it, it's pretty refreshing in my in my opinion you have so many of these other guys that are so fake it's a little refreshing to me to see a guy like scotty scheffler um well are they fake because they're flashy i mean they're, they're just flashy people right no I mean, no, I, I get, no the, the flashy's an act, right? The, like, so who the, are you talking the, about? Give me an example. Um, like you know, like Ricky Fowler's not flat. I mean, Ricky Fowler's just himself out there. I mean, he dresses a little flashy, but that's for his school, right? Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter's yeah, one of them. I agree he he plays to the camera a little yeah. bit. John Rahm is a little bit that way. Like he wants to be flashy and be all the you know the, the fiery, uh, you know, Spaniard, right? right? Some of those guys, but. Right. Uh, you know, obviously, Phil is the fakest person in the world, in my We're not opinion. When to it talk comes about to him stuff. on the show, yeah, we'll get one Phil reference a month. Damn it, Masters coming up. Masters is coming up. Right. You know, so we got to talk a little bit of Phil here coming up pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's a, it's really refreshing. Not everybody can be, you know, the the the, the arrogant and the in out there outgoing and stuff like that, and then back it up. But you know, I, I kind of like the guy. Really, I mean, he, he's the nicest guy you meet. Him, he seems like. You know, he, he doesn't meet a stranger, but he's not going to give you a lot also. So, I, I, I kind of like it. You know, and when I, again, like, I, I like I like Scotty Scheffler. I'm just kind of tired of watching him win because he just doesn't give you anything. But it's, you know, a tournament like this, again, my favorite non-major. Um, and he just went out there and he acted like it was his to take. You know, like you said, he had four was, or five chip-ins. But it was, though. I, I, mean, know, really I know, I know. And to me, that's – I saw a couple of fist bumps, you know, of course, when he – or fist, you know, pumps when he when he chipped those in or he made a, a great eagle or a birdie putt. And, like, that's it. And then when he won the tournament, he held his hands up and he had a big grin. I'm like, this is the most generic, boring white guy that I think I've ever seen in my life. And he's really well, when good you're, at when golf. You're up by five or, when you're up by five or six shots and all you, all you got to do is not fall in the pond on 17 and 18, you got it pretty good. I mean, you got it pretty good, and you're just kind of going through the motions. But the cool part, right, here's what I liked. He's, he, he stuck to his game plan no matter if he was up five shots or ten shots or was down yeah. three shots. Yeah. Like when he hit drive, when he hit driver, he, he had a game plan that he stuck to it. He hit driver on a couple spots. I think it was on 13, uh, 12 or 13, the drivable par four that – you know, he's got a five-shot lead. The easiest thing that guy can hit an iron off the tee uh, and kind of like, – but he stuck to his game plan. He knew what he was doing. He liked the shot coming in, and he hit it whole high on 13 right. to the left with a driver. So, you know, he didn't vary away from his game plan when it comes to kind of winning the golf tournament. And obviously winning last year, 
he has the formula for that place, yeah. right? So why would he change? And he feels comfortable. Um, and it's a weird place for him to feel comfortable coming from Texas, right? It's not yeah. a proto prototypical golf course that they would normally play down here in Dallas. So for him to feel comfortable there, then he wins at Augusta, then he wins at Arnold Palmer, uh, you know, the guy's game is just so versatile. It seems like he can win anywhere. And, and it just goes to show his game sets up for the PGA tour. The guy hits it far. He hits it high chips the ball, you know, almost as good as I do. Uh, but, but you know, that's, that, that's another story. I could hit really? it like Jesus. You used to, used to hit it like Jesus. Used to hit it. Used to. Um, so it's a sixth win in the last 27 tournaments. And maybe the more astonishing fact, of course, the winner's share of this Epic $25 million purse was $4.5 million. By the way, did you see Grandma was out there watching him play? Oh, yeah. At 80-something years old, she literally walked every hole behind him watching him play. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, pretty close-knit family, um, clearly. But I think the bigger stat that I saw that that just impressed upon me, and and I shared this with all of my kids, and they're like, Dad, why why aren't you playing golf? I'm like, because I can't. It's, I'm not, you had time to share. You had time to share with all those kids. It take like a week. Well, I had to call them all and text everybody uh, and like you know email string and all this stuff. But yeah, uh, okay, uh, dude, he's won now thirty three or thirty four million dollars in the last thirteen months playing golf, and he's probably made another twice that minimum off the golf course. Be my guess. Oh, he, easy, easy. But, yeah. but again, man, yeah. if, if I'm a sponsor, do I mean you go after this guy as a sponsor because he's good and you're going to get your name out there and whatever. But man, as a spokesman, I, I, I wouldn't want him. Like he's just so well, freaking vanilla and boring. Well, it depends on what you're trying to sell, right? I mean, are you trying to sell? Uh, are you trying to go to a nightclub or are you trying to sell insurance, right? I mean, it, it, there's there's a difference in what you're trying to sell. So, I mean, he's not. I don't don't feel sorry for him in terms of sponsors coming well, his way. I feel sorry for him because there's plenty that's going to really kind kind of come his way. But but again, not everybody. It, like I said, here's the thing I like about him. It's not fake, man. This is just who he is, and that's what I can appreciate. And and yeah, on the like I said, he was even pretty vanilla in the post tournament presser. Uh, right after the tournament, his quote was, "It's a lot of fun." Long day, tough day. I knew the conditions were going to get really hard late, and I did a really good job of staying patient, not trying to force things, and I got hot kind of in the middle of the round. And, yeah, tried to put things away as quickly as I could. The most generic answer to winning any tournament ever. But, well, again, let me ask that's you just him. What would you do? What would you do? Would you, like, just take your shirt off and dive in the pond and shave the beard? I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you well, want the guy to do? I ain't shaving the beard. Even Every, if you won four point five million, everyone I know you would hate make me. that much now. I know you make that much now. Yeah, that's you know, chump uh, change. You know, this this year, so that's it's chump change to you. Right? I mean, I make that on this show every week. Come on, I know, know I know, know I know. Man, just again, I, I just I'm looking for something more. I feel like the game of golf since Tigers come along has evolved. Now, you know, this is not the '50s and '60s. It's not Arnold Palmer. It's not Jack Nicholas. It's not Tom Whitescoff out there that are just. Yeah, I was had a good day out there. It was uh, you know, hard to get down under par, but you know, I thought if I could be consistent with everybody and just finish at the end strong, I feel like I had a chance. Man, guys are supposed to be, you know, more I guess more active, more colorful, more vibrant, more animated. You know, I like the Ricky Fowlers of the world. 
you yeah, know, I do too. And, and but there's a, there's a, there's a place more. for both. Right. I mean, he's not, I he's know. not, he's a little bit Brooks Kepka, right? Ugh. I mean, you know, he's a little Brooks. I mean, he's, he's not quite as, as, as dummy and dumbed down as Dustin Johnson. We don't um, talk about him either. Know. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about him. The, the, the Netflix full swing helped him out a little bit. I still haven't, seen you know, him. am I, he's still on the list. Don't get me wrong. Okay, he's still good. on the list. He's still on the list. Um, but you know that 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 place set up had played hard, fast. The guys disciplined. Um, you know, seventeen under on that place, man, that is crazy. Well, that and you know crazy. that's another thing I wanted to talk about because, you know, I hate the tournaments that go you know double digit under par. Right. This right. was an exception because the course was hard in the first couple of rounds. You know, you very and man, I really thought after Friday, midway through Saturday, I really thought your winning score was going to be around ten under. I thought I thought t- if you got to double digits like it was like last week at Bay Hill, kind of played similar with the weather. Uh, the wind didn't pick up. The wind the wind kind of switched a little bit, but it didn't blow nearly as hard as it did at, right, at Bay Hill right. um, in terms of miles per hour. But it switched and got tricky, uh, so that kind of held a little bit. But we talked about last week on on the Wednesday show. It's the biggest stretch of holes on the PGA Tour when you when you finishing holes that has the biggest kind of you know you can win it lose it win it lose it I mean there's so many so many things that can happen on that 16 17 18th holes that could win you the golf tournament uh, and that usually happens when it comes down the stretch but the thing with Scotty Scheffler he had such a big lead that you kind of looked at some of these guys that didn't know. Uh, didn't know they could win, did, couldn't win the golf tournament, but there's a little bit tournament inside the tournament because there's so much money, right? That, right? that these guys are playing a little bit more conservative potentially to not make that mistakes to get those FedEx Cup points to get that money um, and get a little bit more exemptions in there. I mean, case in point, uh, uh, Minwoo Lee dropped from mm. you know 50, 40, it got to forty five in the world as opposed to fifty that got him in the match play in a couple weeks. Uh, that I'll be going down to covering for Golf Central Magazine. So it gets him in that field. Uh, and then some of these guys, I mean, that that really kind of needed the money. They weren't going for some of these pins, dude. They they thought even par or one under par was going to be pretty good. Right. Uh, so, you know, circumstances just kind of lends to that when you don't have a chance, and it, it's all about the money out there sometimes. Uh, and you know what? Not to take anything away from the tournament or any of the other guys, for a long time I thought – Minwoo Lee was going to be your winner, right? Yeah. Uh, he's been overshadowed by his big sister on the LPGA for a long time, uh, and he thought this was it. But, man, it just takes one bad hole for him to just lose it, lose confidence. And I'm I'm shocked he even finished where he did uh, at, at all. Just Yeah, I mean – yeah, you look at a guy like that, right? I mean, he's a world-class player. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and they live here in Dallas now, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, uh, both both him and his sister, they're Australian. Yep. But they do, actually. They live here in Dallas now. But, I mean, you look at a guy, I, I kind of like what he did. I mean, he made a double bogey on, on the third round, and he came back and made a triple bogey uh, on the third hole or fourth hole, I believe, that you think, oh, man, this guy's out of it. But, you know, I didn't really like the way – I didn't. I didn't really like the way he kind of got out of his game plan. Mm-hmm. He hit iron off the first five was, or six holes. He didn't do that the first couple of days. Kind of got out of his comfort zone a little bit. And when you're trying to hit those irons and get in that spot, I know it played a little bit firm, but you can't hit those irons in the rough. I mean, you just can't. 
Um, if you're going to do that, you might as well go ahead and, and, and take that head cover off and, and get down the fairway so you have a wedge or something in your hand. And I know the rough was thick, but you know, that's what happened to Scotty Scheffler. He's like, man, I'm just going to yep. hit driver. I got a wedge in my hand. I can get it out of this rough. So I'm hitting it high enough. So, you know, I think he played a little bit conservative men would lead to get him out of his game plan a little bit. Uh, and I think that cost him. And then when he when he knew he couldn't win the golf tournament, he was trying to grind it out. Played really well on that backside, kind of free free willed it. And you saw him was a little bit more aggressive to thinking that he he could catch up a little bit. But hey, the guy's a world class player. He's going to be around for a long time. He's young. Uh, I like the way he talked in the press conferences. Right, yeah, he was super yeah. positive. Um, and uh, you know, b- besides shaving off that mustache, I kind of I kind of dig the dude. Uh, when you gotta love to the that. mullet, right? Like that mullet's yeah, epic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I talked to DA. Like I told DA, points out of pebble. You just gotta take that down, though. You just gotta go just ahead take and take that down. Yeah, just go ahead and take that. Go ahead and take that little pencil thin mustache down, and uh, shave off that mullet. And you, you and I are okay in my oh, book. Keep the mullet, but I, I tell Why? you, because it's epic. It's amazing. Nothing. Okay. Mullets are coming back, man. You don't even. No, they're know. not. No, yes. they're not. They're actually they're already back. They started coming back about three years ago, and they are back, baby. And I could not. I know happier. you and I don't hang out at the same spots often, ever. But when we do, we have fun. But when we also do, I'm not hanging out with places that 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 got mullets. No, oh, it's so epic. It's so great. And I have a okay. theory about his little mustache. You know why he has that, right? Because he wants to think he's a man to grow grow facial no, hair. No, no, doesn't have anything to do with it. Why? It, it's so people can tell him and his sister apart they're no they're stop stop it's they're true they look no, just they not. look just alike no they do not no they don't no they don't no they i don't, don't even know what she looks like you don't even know what the lpga is who when's the last time you watched an lpga event i covered the lpga for the tour championship in orlando i know when? i know when in, uh, in, in january not in the last 10 years i was just there in january no, you were at the PGA show. As my business manager, you should know this. You booked all the stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but once once again, you know, I thought up until Scotty Scheffler showed up on Sunday, the course won, you know, with yeah. most with most of these guys, as it often does. And we um, said that. We yeah. said that. The, the golf course is the star of the show, and it wins a majority of the time, man. But – Look at it this way. If Scotty Scheffler doesn't ha- have that big lead, how compelling is that golf term? I mean, it's so pretty cool. Exciting. All these guys bunched up and can really kind of shit to bed, you know, going in that 16, 17, 18. Um, and like I said, we that's what we said last week, man. It, it, there's so many changes on that leaderboard with those last three holes. And – you know, it killed us on the betting aspect too. We talked bit. about this earlier in the studio. Is that really killed us on the betting aspect? And and um, boy, I was I was on that TV. I I said more curse. I'm sorry, Nancy Gerber. I said more curse words and damn, an hour watching that coverage than I've said since the last time. So you know, I'm glad bad. I was by myself. And Nancy, I, I didn't cuss one time. I think my neighbors. I think my neighbors heard me a little bit. Probably. Yeah. So, but that, but that's okay. It was, you know, golf gambling's hard, and you know, sometimes, sometimes the bull, you know, sometimes you got to take those horns when it comes to that. But it was, it was a tough week in the gambling space. Um, you know, and you had other players before Scheffler went on that charge. I mean, I had a list of players that I thought these guys, 
in the in the final round all have a shot at this. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Max Homa had a chance. Terrell Hatton certainly had a chance. Ended up finishing second. Uh, tied the lowest score ever on the back nine. And he was in a pretty good spot, right? He was, he was. a chaser, and and he he was so far back. He was, and he has that mentality, anyways. That kind of go aggressive mentality, and he was like, you know, screw it, I'm just gonna go shoot as low score as I can. It doesn't really make much difference to him. He he's not really worried about the money or Ryder Cup things like that. He had that opportunity just to kind of go make it happen and and he did and and you know he had that benefit of sitting around until Scotty just did what he did. Uh on let's see Scotty Scheffler chipped in for his first birdie of the day on the par 3 8th. Had another birdie on the ninth. Uh by then he was you know almost assured a, a top 5 finish. Um birdie on 10, two more on 11 and 12 and it was it was done. That was it. I mean nobody could get close to him after that. I know Hatton made a run. Hovland made a run. Tom Hoagie had another great – we'll talk about him after the break. Uh, had another great round on uh, on Sunday after breaking the course record on Saturday. Um, or was that Friday when he broke – I can't remember. It was either Friday or Saturday when he broke – Friday. 62. Yeah, it was Friday. We'll talk about him a little bit. I got to get into him and Aaron Rye uh, after the break coming up. But uh, Shevler's four straight pars preceded five straight birdies, followed by six holes of just – dominating the course and again like you said it made it for not so much of an interesting Sunday afternoon but it was still fun to watch you know these guys behind him because everybody was playing for second and you know third really and, and surprisingly you had just four guys in those top three spots you know usually you've got two or three tied for second you've got three or four or five tied for third I mean you had Scheffler one Hatton two Hovland and Hoagie tied for third uh, and Matsuyama there in fifth. So, Max Homa did his best to make a run. Justin Sue, I thought, had a really good a good weekend. I was really impressed with him early in the tournament on, on Thursday and Friday. Watched a lot of him. Um, but, dude, nobody, and I mean nobody, could match the energy and the confidence that, uh, that Scheffler was showing, especially on the back nine coming in on Sunday afternoon. It was just, again... As boring as he is to watch, it was amazing to watch him do what he did on that course. I like I like the way um, you know I I want to say this the right way because it might not sound right to the general public. I like the way Jordan Spieth played the golf tournament. Here's why he hit it as bad as bad as you can hit it on that place. And he scored extremely well. Like that—that's the most penal place you can play. Yeah, hitting it, hit, hitting it as bad as he hit it, and he still had an opportunity. I didn't say opportunity to win, but he still had an opportunity to uh, a little bit in contention, but to build on something. I know he's playing Valspar this week, so he's got to tighten up that that his driving yep. uh, a little bit. But I like the way Jordan Spieth kind of played. Kind of, kind of hung in there, right? Kind of like just kind of stay, even though he hit it so bad. Kind of hung in there. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see a little bit from him this week at Valspar to see where he's at. Uh, you know, he loves that golf course. It's a little shorter golf course. Um, it's gonna play hard as well. The rough's gonna be a little bit different. And here's what I'm gonna r- remind you of. So, Valspar is gonna be a little bit different when it comes to grass. Like they overseeded over there. At, uh, at in Jacksonville 
So that rough was really uh, high, like three or four inches. They're going to have the same thing at Valspar, but it's going to be that Bermuda. They didn't overseed that rough over there. So you get three or four inches of Bermuda rough. That's a bit like playing in Texas, right, in the summertime, and you get that Bermuda rough. So look for him to have a little bit better showing and chip the ball a little bit better, Jordan Speed. But I'm, a little, I'm encouraged with Jordan. I'm yeah. encouraged with Jordan. I like Jordan, and again, I don't know <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I don't know – Kind of what's going on with him? I know he's not playing his best golf right now, and he's his worst and, and most most critical critic. But uh, you know, it seems like he'll either have a good Friday or a good Thursday and Friday somewhere, and then lose it on Saturday, Sunday, or he'll struggle to make the cut on Thursday and Friday, and then have a good Saturday and Sunday when he when he makes barely makes a cut. So I don't really know what's going on with him. He seems like he's on the way up, I guess. I mean, because he's kind of in it every week, right? Yeah, he's had some, you know, just to, just to kind of a little bit more personal things that I know about him, what's going on with him. He's had, you know, obviously had his baby and getting married and he's had some business, really uh, some some cool business stuff that's going around here in Dallas that uh, he's been working on that's maybe taken away a little bit from his his golf. I mean, that's not really an excuse, but he's yeah. still a businessman, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's on the Jordan, Jordan Spieth brand. Um, and also you're looking at this year, he's kind of figuring out his schedule a little bit. Like a lot of guys who have this elevated schedule, like he's going to play Valspar, even though it's not elevated, uh, cause he loves the place. He loves playing Copperhead and he's a past champion there, but then he's going to take, uh, then he's going to take, uh, the next week off in Putzkana and then he's going to play three in a row. He's going to play, uh, the match play. He's going to play. Uh, Colonial, and then he's going to go up and play Memorial, which he usually doesn't play Memorial, but it's an elevated event, right? So um, maybe some of these things, when he's played two or three of these things in a row and play some events that he normally doesn't, on top of the business stuff that he's doing, maybe he's a little bit tired, right? Maybe yeah. some other things that's going on and uh, that's going to get him, but uh, it's exciting for those guys for him to play Memorial. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the ro- uh, outside of the ropes that these guys are dealing with, especially Jordan with the business stuff that might be hindering him a little bit. You know, they need to quit getting married and having kids. I feel like that's the biggest distraction. These guys should all be single, living it up on the road, or they go the other way and they just have multiple families in different cities, you know. Maybe that's what they need to do to relax. So you want to give them your playbook on that because you could just yeah. write it down and send it to him. Well, I'll charge them for it. I mean, oh, that's, that's fine. That's what they need to. I mean, you charge everybody that. for everything else, so why not? It's true. That's why I make my four point million per show. I know you got it. Um, a lot of guys I want to get in to talk about. I want to talk about Hatton, Hovland, Hoagie, Homa, Morikawa, Thomas, uh, Rory missing the cut, um, uh, Ben Griffin. I wanted to talk about him early in the tournament. Of course, we got to talk about Ricky Fowler just about every week, uh, along with Chad Ramey. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the, from the rough on the FanStream Sports Network, and we will be right back. Sports fans, FanStream Sports. Jeeves Law Group. I've known Scott Jeeves for quite some time, and he's just like us, a huge college football fan, but he's not just another PI attorney. He is a ferocious advocate for his clients. Scott Jeeves is a board-certified civil trial lawyer and a certified circuit court mediator practicing in Tampa Bay for over 30 years. He is an AV preeminent rated civil trial lawyer and certified circuit court mediator. Folks, these designations are not just given out. They're given only to the best trial attorneys. But more than anything, Scott takes these cases personally. 
I've heard it from his clients. He's a fighter you want on your side. Insurance companies hate it when they see you're represented by Jeeves. He's just different. 727-894-2929 or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. That's J-E-E-V-E-S LawGroup.com and tell them JP sent you. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had? You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Now is the time to make sure your home insurance is in order. In the last year, many of us have made improvements to our homes. So call the folks at Italiano and discuss these upgrades to make sure you have enough coverage. According to a recent report, almost 64% of homeowners don't have enough insurance on their home, which is their most valuable asset. Also, a great time to make sure you have flood insurance. Even if your mortgage company does not require flood insurance, your home could still be at flood risk. Another big item as we enter hurricane season is making sure your pool enclosure is added to your policy and there will be no issue at claim time. That happens a lot. So call your friendly agent at Italiano Insurance to review your policies today. 813-877-7799 or italianoinsurance.com. Attention, if you are home shopping or looking for a refinance, and even if you already have the approval letter, you must call my man Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services. Scott has a brand new program available in the greater Tampa Bay area called the Community Advantage Loan Program. Get this, no money down, no mortgage insurance, no points, no origination fee, purchase or refinance, and loan amounts up to $647,000. Now, there are some application requirements. It must be a single-family home, one unit, primary residence, and have a minimum 640 credit score. The program only applies to certain neighborhoods, so you have to call to find out if you qualify. So call Scott Fitzgerald at 813-294-7595 or email him at scott at amstampa.com. Now, even if you don't qualify for that program, Scott will shop your loan around, get you the best rates, and won't charge you the huge upfront fees. And if you've had issues with your bank calling you back, Scott will return calls immediately or at least the same day. 813-294-7595 or email him, scott at amstampa.com. Scott Fitzgerald, MLS 386-722, American Mortgage Services, 1000 North Ashland Drive, Suite 1020, Tampa, Florida. Coming back at you. Now, more fans, dream sports. I missed time to the break. Okay. My apologies, everybody, but we're back here on From the Rough. As I try to situate back in my place, my place here. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to, con- to continue on our talk about the players, talk a little bit about some of the guys that did not finish uh, first, the uh, the more interesting players, the more colorful guys, uh, as I like to call them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Terrell Hatton. 
he had the uh, he shot seven under on Sunday. Uh, had he had a little bit more of a consistent early week, I think he would have been more of a player. What do you think? You know, I look, you look at a guy like that, I'm not really sure, right? I mean, I'm, I don't think the guy's <clears> – I'll say this the right way. The guy's risk and reward is not going to get him the 17 under par to win the golf tournament or 18 yeah. under par, right? He's, he's, he's the type of guy that – he has the ability to shoot those great low rounds, but it's usually when he has doesn't have shit to lose. And that's where he kind of catches up there. Um, but he also has the ability when that type of situation that the guy can shoot 75, not pulling off some of those shots. So he has that mentality of that big risk reward, which I like. I like that. But, you know, it's usually occurring when, you know, hey, man, listen, I just got to go do it. Doesn't really matter if I shoot 80 or 60, not going to affect my life at all. And this kind of what happened. He was the guy that came back. But little surprise for me, Will Zalatoris, really. I mean, he kind of. You know, we're kind of waiting for him. I know he's healthy, right? So I'm kind of waiting for the guy to uh, to kind of branch out a little bit. Um, right. I don't know. I thought it was a perfect golf course for him. He's really struggled. He hit the ball bad. I know he's got the woogie boogies with the putter, dude, and he's still got it. So hopefully we can uh, – hopefully that can get fixed out. But a little bit of uh, – a little bit of the thing I like, one of our friends of the show that, uh, that plays out at Highlands Performance Golf Center in Praxel, Davis Riley. Like the way he played this week, he was up there in contention uh, after the first couple of rounds. He's a great guy. Uh, watched him a little bit practice, uh, you know, two weeks prior before going into the API and to the the Players Championship. Yep. The guy was striking it well, so it didn't surprise me that he played well at Bay Hill and then came back and played well at uh, at the Players. But <laughs> listen, man, that just goes to show how penal that place is. I mean, you know, one or two bad golf swings, then you get steering steering it out there, and it just, it just compounds, man. And these guys are these guys are fragile, just like everybody else. And it just goes to show it, especially like that, it can really expose you. And you know, it steamrolls. I mean, you know, you make one bogey, it turns into two, and it turns into three, and then you press, and it turns into a double. So that's the kind of place that place is. But you know, I'm waiting for Will Zalatoris to kind of jump on that train and. Uh, start making some hay here, and, and, and I haven't really seen it yet. Uh, Hatton, of course, uh, on, uh, let's see. What, he shot a 29 on the back nine, which tied the, the record for on the course for the back nine. Yeah, uh, was 20, that on Sunday, I guess he did that. Um, yeah, that was Sunday. Sunday back yeah. nine, he shot 29, got yeah. it to seven on that back nine. Uh, and then you look at Tom Hoagie, who shot that 62 on Friday. That he sh- he got, he shot 62 course record, and that was he made the cut on the number, and then had a great weekend. And, and you know he had a he had a plane booked. He had that Southwest flight from Jacksonville to da- or Jacksonville to Dallas. Uh, he had that thing booked, man, and thank God he didn't because he played great on the weekend um, and finished tied for third. So tied for third, that's like 1.7 million dollars. Uh, that goes a long way in Fort Worth, Texas, boys. I mean, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of drinks being had down at the stockyards. So, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Tom Hoagie. Um, he, uh, like like you mentioned, he he had the plane scheduled. He was ready to fly out Friday night. Um, barely came in under the cut uh, to make it, and then goes in Saturday and shoots a 62, um, which was, was kind of fun to watch. He's kind of a... 
See, he's even a little more animated than Scotty Scheffler is to me. Like He looked like he was out there having fun. He, you know, there was probably no point that he thought he was going to win. I mean, hell, he wasn't even supposed to make the cut, right? But right. That, that that 62 he shot on Saturday just sort of solidified to me that, uh, and these guys never know what they're going to do. But it was interesting uh, that he went went on and, uh, if I can find my notes here on it. It was it was funny. So the course previous course record, of course, 63. A uh, number of guys guys held that. Dustin Johnson shot it in the final round in 2022. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the guys that held that record is, I know you know him, Colt Nost. Yep. Um, part of the CBS broadcasting team. He shot a 63 in the second round in 2016. You sure he shot 63? Is that 27 holes or 18 holes? Because I don't know if he can get around that place. That's he was, uh, Colt yeah. Nost did? Yeah, 2016. Huh. Colt Nost shot a 63. I'm going to have to check that on him. I'm going to have to text him to see if he really shot. I think that's 27 hole. I don't know. Well, that, that it, might be. It'd be great if you could have got him. Nine hole, sorry. It, could, it would have been great if you could have got him on the show today because he had a pretty epic reaction to no longer holding the record. Uh, as Of course, he's part of that CBS broadcast team. Apparently was not at home watching the Players' Championship because he was out playing golf on Saturday Yeah, with some buddies. He lives uh, out of Phoenix now. Was getting, I guess, texted. His phone was getting blown up that his course record was in jeopardy. So uh, he's out with his buddies, and uh, one of his 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 playing partners, I guess, got him on video. And I don't have the video to play, but I want to I want to play the audio to the video. The video is epic. If if y'all go check it out, the PGA Tour um, retweeted it out. But here's the audio of Colt Nost watching. Tom Hoagie sink that putt for the 62. No! He missed it? No, he made it. Oh, he made it. Oh, cool. I'm no longer part of history. It's over, guys. He was pissed. And if you look at the video, he's even more animated. I mean, it was... He, he was he's genuinely. A, he's a funny guy. I, I tell you a quick story about Colt. You know, we play in that uh, Pebble Beach Invitational every year the week after the AT&C. We've talked about that before on the show. And, oh, this last few years we stayed at the Lodge, but before we stayed at Spanish Bay. So um, we sat there. There's a place called Traps there that probably have the best chicken wings in the world. Oh. They, 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 I mean, they, they are, you know, you know, I'm a wing guy. Yep. I love my chicken wings, and they're for for about I think for ten wings, I think they're about one hundred and twenty seven dollars for ten wings. Jeez, they better be made. Of no, gold. they're not that much, but you get but you get my point. Yeah, we sat there, uh, we sat there and had a few adult beverages, and ate a hundred traps chicken wings. Him and I, a hundred, a hundred. You can bring those home. And with you. oh, I'm sorry. Bring them home with you. I want to try those. Bring some of the wings home with you. California. It'll make the trip. That being said, uh, I didn't really know what the bill was, but let's just say it was the most expensive chicken wings that I've ever had in my whole entire. The chicken wing bill was more than the the booze bill. 
So that just goes to tell you real quick how right. It's not like we're going to Pluckers, right? It's not yeah. Pluckers. Yeah. It's way better than Pluckers. And I like Pluckers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll be a sponsor after we put them out there in front of all these people. But I do like Pluckers. But they're not the Traps Chicken Wings. If anyone's ever been to Spanish Bay, stay to Spanish Bay and play Pebble Beach, everyone knows what I'm talking about, about the Traps Chicken Wings. Everybody knows. Now we can't wait to try them. That's right. That's uh, right. So uh, tied for third, a guy that – uh, I had on my card, uh, I don't remember if you did or not, we'll get into our picks here shortly, Victor Hovland tied it for third at 10 under. And, man, it's all about the short game with him, isn't it? And even still, chipping continues to hinder his game, and this week I don't think was any different. His irons were great for all four days. Uh, and, you know, maybe if not for that somewhat disappointing third round, he could have been closer to Scheffler on Sunday. But I don't think he really yeah, had I mean, a chance to win this one. Yeah, I mean, bro, that's what we said at the beginning of the week, right? I mean, this is the hardest place on the PGA Tour to chip and putt. And it, it didn't it didn't lend well for him. He could hit the first two rounds he led the, the he led the he led the tournament in ball striking, right? Uh he kind of figured out a little bit uh from a from from API, but we we talked about this. We talked a little bit on the air and off the air. It's like, listen, I love the guy, but man, he's gonna miss greens if the weather gets a little bit shitty. Yeah. He's going to miss greens, and his short game isn't good enough. It's yeah. just not good enough to win around there. Unless he's unless he's hitting 90% of the greens, his short game is just not good enough, and, and it, it, it held true, just like what we said. I mean, he looked good for, for a long time. He missed a couple greens. I mean, he du- he double-chipped four times. Mm. Like, like, like when I'm not, not like hit it on the club face, yeah, yeah. but he double chipped, like he left it in the rough and double chipped four times. And that's just, that's just his short game, man. It's just not good enough. It's good enough for a lot of places. Right. But it's not good not enough there. for that place. And, um, you know, it would really be, it, it's going to be a tall task for that guy to win at the player's championship. I think Victor Hovland's, you know, going to win a lot of places. I think he's going to win a major. Uh, it's another place like Augusta, man. It's one of the hardest places to chip around. I don't really know if he's going to be able to win at Augusta because he can't chip the ball good enough. But you look at a place like maybe the U.S. Open or the British Open, that's going to be a chance for that guy to what's really easy to chip around. And he's he's really good in kind of shitty weather um, that he might have a chance to win those places. But you're looking at – Boy, I don't ever think he can win at Augusta because I just don't think he can chip good enough. Yeah. And it's innate, right? You can't teach that. I mean, you can teach it to a certain point, right? Jordan Spieth's chipping skills is probably is unequivocally the best in the world. The ninety percent of that is, is innate, right? He's he just that's just what he has. That's his skill set. Victor Hovland just doesn't has that, but he but he's a superior ball striker. So that's a tough place for him to kind of go go around and play yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, tied for sixth at, at eight under one of my favorite golfers for the last couple of years, Max Homa. By the way, he is an amazing Twitter follow. If, if you follow him on Twitter, he, the guy's got a great sense of humor. Uh, he gets attacked a lot on social media, and he comes back, and he's got some of the great, you know, self-deprecating tweets out there that, you know, yeah, well, if I was playing better than, you know, you <laughs> – I can remember one time when he he uh, he got heckled on the course. I don't remember wh- where this was, um, where he missed. I don't know six foot putt, you know, par putt or something, and he got he- somebody out in the in the gallery, um, you know, yelled something at him. You couldn't really hear it on camera, and he yelled back, "Hey, there's a reason I'm inside the ropes and you're over there." 
<laughs> you know, something comical like that. He's just got a great sense of humor. But his finish wasn't great in the tournament, but I kind of feel like he's getting closer and closer in these big-name tournaments. Um, and I know there's a lot of guys, they were talking on the broadcast, that there's an argument that could be made that he's a top-five player in the world. I don't know that I agree with that quite yet, but I do think he's making a great transition. Um, no, I think I, well, I certainly think he's a top five player in the world for sure. Do you? Okay, I, and I like the guy, and I don't know that I would say that. But you're looking at some places. You're looking at some places. You know, he doesn't really play well in Florida, right? Just the type of grasses, and he's held himself well. Um, this helped him a little bit is because of the overseed at TPC. Like that's kind of used to playing in those northern grasses that they have out in California. So that's helped him a little bit when it's come to that. But you're looking at a place next week at Valspar. You know, I don't see. I don't think he's playing Valspar next week. I don't. I yeah, I don't have that, the. I don't have that. I yet. think he's taking these next two weeks off, get ready for the match play down in Austin, and then he's going to take uh, Valero off, and then have the Masters right. So, um, listen, to, he he doesn't. You get him in California. He's a California beater, right? I mean, he's 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 the California king when it comes to that. It, it's it's proven. He's won more golf tournaments over the past three years than anyone on the PGA Tour in California. So you get him on that type of grass. His comfortability is fantastic out mm-hmm. there. And then when you bring him over to the the the, the good side of the coast, as we say, um, everyone wants to say the West Coast is the best coast, but it's not. It's I not. mean, it's not. It's not. No. Uh, it's not. It's not so Lowry. Uh, so you get those, you get that Bermuda grass and you get some warm weather uh, and you got to take your jacket off a little bit and you can swing a little bit, but, but he's held himself. Well, that just goes to show how good of a complete game the guy has, even though he's not ultra comfortable out there, but he still can compete. It's not like a lot of these guys that, Hey man, you go to, you go to Florida or you go to California and you do fantastic, but when you go somewhere else, you're just obsolete, right? You miss the cuts. He's not like that. And that's why I think he's a top five player in the world. Here's why I think he struggles. So if you look at the top five players in the world, Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy, what do they do? Play golf better. What do than they him. do? No. What do they do that what do they do that that altogether, what do they do? Drive the ball they, far. That's exactly correct. They have the ability to dominate places and they cut angles and cut corners better than anyone else. And we talk about this all the time. There's no substitute for length. This is what happens. This is, there's not been a number one player in the world since Luke Donald. Yeah. That is a short hitter. It it just doesn't work that way anymore. And I'm not saying Max Homa is short, but he's top 50 in driving distance. Right. But that just goes to show how good he is in all the other aspects of his game. He's a great iron player, probably the best iron player on the PGA Tour next to uh, Morikawa, right? So you're looking, you're looking at those three guys, and that's his only that's his only weakness is he just doesn't hit. I mean, he's 20 yards, 15 yards shorter than right. those guys. Makes a big difference on um, that approach shot on those par fives too. Huge, huge. But I will tell you, I will tell you, and I got really excited uh, at one point in this tournament, and I even texted you immediately after this happened. As on the uh, par four twelfth, yeah, three hundred and seven yards. Homo went for it, and he hit the flag stick on the fly, which was good because it saved him from the water. Because that ball was going way over the green, but it hit the flag stick. It darted immediately to the left, and ended up slowing down enough to where it was in on you know that collar of the fringe in between the yeah. the green and the water. 
Um, but, man, that was an exciting thing to see. So it looks like he's trying to improve that a little bit, but I just think he needs a little more work. Yeah, a little bit of that too. I mean, that play, I'm like three seven is cool. I mean, he is yeah, driver, yeah. but all those other guys, all those other guys were hitting three woods, yeah. hybrids, and irons yeah. on that green, yeah. right? So they were playing it. So that just goes to show he had to hit a driver, take a little bit more risk on that. Um, no, it was a cool shot. Listen, you know, I know, he, I know, you know, that's your guy. He follows you on Twitter and vice yeah. versa, which is, which is cool. Follows the show too, um, by the way. Huh? He follows the show, by the way. Too. Yeah, yeah, he follows yeah. the show, which is great. We'll get him on. We'll get him on at some point. But listen, I you know I joke around. I, I kind of dig the guy. I've warmed up to him a little bit. I kind of like what he's doing. Um, you know, his trials and tribulations of getting on tour is a great story. If people don't really know what uh, what his story is, I mean, you know, four years ago the guy made sixty five hundred dollars on the PGA Tour. He's grinding his eyeballs off of it, and anything good happens his way is. Is great, you know. You like I said, you and I joke all. He's he's kind of a little bit of a weirdo for me. He is. No, but, he's weird. But you know, you're a weirdo too. But you're still my friend. So I mean, we're fine with it. There's there's hope for him yet. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into our picks, Johnny, a little bit. As uh, maybe not the best week for either one of us. Uh, we'll go over my picks first, and for everybody that's new to the show or doesn't follow what we're doing here, uh, my picks are for entertainment purposes only. I'm not a professional picker, pick maker, bet maker, whatever. I don't know what you know what that Probably. term is. But I do something better I, for Wednesday. I do that. I'm not a professional picker. Um, yeah. But I do this for fun because Johnny's are the ones you want to pay attention to. So I pick a, a winner, a top ten, and a top twenty every week. And I had as my winner Victor Hovland. And you made fun of me when, probably rightfully so, last Wednesday. Uh, when we when we did the picks, but again he finished tied for third at ten under. He got close, and if, again if Scheffler wasn't the freaking beast that he was on that back nine Sunday, Hovland would have been a little bit closer miraculously. Uh, my top ten I had Will Zalatoris did not work out well. He finished seventy third at eight over. Not sure what's going on with Will. We need to talk about him a little bit possibly on Wednesday. My top twenty, Kashmir Keith Mitchell. He does what he does. He missed the saw it. missed the top twenty though. He tied for thirty fifth at four under par. So I didn't have any hits out of my three. But the the picks that count that everybody wants to hear that you can find on our social media at from the rough PGA. You can find the picks on Johnny's Twitter at Jay Gerber PGA Pro. Uh, you can find them on our network Twitter handle, which is at Fanstream Sports DSP. If you want to go over there and give us a follow, we would appreciate it very much. We'll follow you back and talk to you a little bit. Johnny's Picks, as always, brought to you by Golf Central Magazine over at GolfCentralMag.com. Johnny, how'd you do? Uh, well, I'm kind of hiding a little bit uh, <laughs> just because of the picks. Last week, we were a little bit of profitable. This week, we had a little rough week. L- listen, we were looking really good going into Sunday. Yep. We just were. We talked about it. You know, I did, we, we did a bunch of interviews on Sunday. I was looking real strong. Uh, some ESPN interviews and around the country. What I do on Sundays to pre- uh, premiere these picks. I was real confident how I was looking, man. I was really touting. Uh, I was really touting some guys that really kind of would, would kind of make a run. I, and they, it just really didn't happen. I mean, Xander Shoffley kind of hurt me a little bit. Shane Lowry hurt me a little bit. And... So basically, uh, so so we had Xander Shoffley that, that that finished T18 or T19, 
struggled. I mean, struggled the first couple of days, barely made the cut, but then kind of came back through the weekend, but really never contended. Uh, Will Zalatoris, we had him. Oh, uh, well, we had him, but as soon as you picked him, I knew we were out. So I crossed him off the list and I told everybody that, you know, let's please cross right. him off the list. Right. And he finished at uh, T73, bottom of the barrel. Keegan Bradley, he was five under par at the turn uh, on the 12th hole of the first round and ended up missing the cut. Mm-hmm. Couldn't figure that one out. Uh, our ham sandwich picks Shane Lowry finished T35 at minus four. Didn't get there. Just how good were we looking on on Sunday going into with our top ten picks? I thought it was going to be a big week. Kind of dog cussed me about this Denny McCarthy pick. Denny McCarthy. Yep. Denny McCarthy was sitting there. He was plus twelve hundred to finish in the top ten. It's sitting there after the second round, middle of the third round, after the third round. He's sixth. He's sixth. Looking at best putter on the PJ Tour, best putter on the planet. Plays terrible on Sunday. Terrible on Sunday. Ends up missing out of the top 10. Finishes 13th at 7 under par. And Jason Day, again, he was plus 575 to finish in that top 10. Had another terrible, terrible Sunday. Shot 75 again. So both of those guys kind of pushed out of that top 10. Boy, sorry, guys. This is tough. Golf betting is tough. We're looking real strong. They just didn't come through. Our two top 20 picks, Sahith Tagala, finished uh, – 74th at uh, at plus 10. No good for him. He needs a little bit more experience around there, and we talked about that. We thought it'd be a good spot for him, just ball striking-wise, to finish in that top 10. I just think he wasn't ready for the moment, ready ready for the golf tournament. And he kind of – he shot like 82 the last round. Yeah. All right? So it just kind of hurt him. And our top other top 20 pick was uh, Seth Straka. Finished part one at uh, T65. Not a great week. But on top of that – um, again, we had our matchups on Sunday. Uh, that was very, very difficult. We had, um, who do we have there? We had, who do we have there, brother? On what? Which on our matchups on Sunday? Oh, I don't have the matchups in front of me. Yeah, we had, I, I we had matchups on Sunday. We had, um, well, long story short. We had Ricky You're, Fowler. We had Ricky Fowler again, uh, somebody against Ricky. You Fowler. had, uh, Denny McCarthy plus 105 over Ricky Fowler. Yep. And Tommy Fleetwood minus 120 over Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, so we so we went uh we we had two pushes on Sunday. Uh so we went 0-0-1, so we had two pushes, didn't really lose anything. But Denny McCarthy, uh Denny McCarthy was a push. So Ricky Fowler birdied the last hole yeah. to make a push with Denny McCarthy, McCarthy on the last round. And Tommy Fleetwood hit it in the water on 17 and and hit it in the water again on 18 to make a push. With uh, Taylor Montgomery to have a push on our matchup, so we're 0-0-1. Listen, man, this is hard. You know, I need to go to church. I don't know what I need to do to change up this thing. Church is probably not going to help. Devil's chasing you. They won't let you in there. They they won't. They sorry, Mama Gerber. It's humbling. It's humbling. But uh, you know, listen, it was another rough week. But we are still, uh, we are still seven three and three on matchups. Still positive on that. Little back end on our uh, year to date. I think we're minus sixteen thirty in the hole, but that's only one week, guys. That's only one week of catching up. This is easy. We we thought we we're going to have a great week this week, but again, uh, our bread and butter is actually coming up in a few weeks. Our match play. Remember how we well we did in our match play? Big time, yeah. Uh, last last year, I think we went something like twenty two and seven, and we picked a winner. 
So that was a massive week. So that's coming up uh, here in a few weeks. Uh, Valero is this coming week. I like the field in Valero. I got a lot of really good insight what's going on down there in Tampa for the tournament. Uh, made some really good calls this week just because I don't want any more comments of people telling me that I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, because That's I just do. a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. And it's mostly it's coming out of the studio there, I think, in Dallas. We have a mole? Yeah, we do. We have a mole. We have a mole. We haven't talked to Gary about that. Yeah, we have them all. So, hey, listen, stay positive. This is what we say all the time. Listen, you got to follow the system week to week. Uh, and it, it, it's going to pan out. We're, we're behind the A ball a little bit right now, but uh, we, we were certainly catch, we're certainly going to catch up. And once we get on a run, a good run, it's going to be about the same as the little bad run we're having. So stick with us, guys. Stick with us because we will be back on Wednesday, uh, 5 o'clock Central Time, on all of our uh, network outlets here on FanStream Sports. Our YouTube, Twitter, you can find us on Facebook. If you like to do the Twitch thing, we we have a Twitch channel over there for you. You're welcome to join us, comment, ask us questions during the show. We'll put you on the screen and and make you part of the show. We would appreciate it very much. Uh, Special thanks to our sponsors this week and always. TurfLife.club, it's not just an apparel brand, it is a lifestyle brand. Of course, our good friends at Golf Central Magazine over GolfCentralMag.com. Go check out that latest issue that's coming out shortly. You might find a little piece of fan stream sports in there uh, that we might have snuck in under the deadline that they don't know about, so you need to get it before they catch it for sure. And, of course, our friends over the Highlands Performance Golf Center here in North Dallas, it's the best year-round practice facility that that, that, that we got in the area. If you're not in the area, I hope you got one like that by you because it's amazing. HighlandsPGC.com. Again, we'll be back next Wednesday with another From the Rough, previewing the Valspar. Until then, boys and girls, keep hitting them straight. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com.